0: Hey girl, what's going on? I'm Ryan Sturbin and I am one of the pastors at Different Church. I'm super thankful that you're joining me today and just wanted to let you know that every month we release our women's Bible study online and we pray that it encourages you and that it challenges you and whatever platform that you are listening to this on, will you do me a favor? Go follow us and rate us five stars. It really helps us in reaching people with the word. Now that that is all out of the way, let's hop into the message. What's going on? My name is Ryan and every month some ladies and I here in the Nashville area, we like to uh, go to a coffee shop and get coffee and just kind of talk about the Bible. And so I thought what better thing to do than to hang out and drink coffee with you guys. So why don't you guys go grab your favorite mug, get some coffee, tea, whatever it is that you prefer, and then come back and hang out with me. But while you do that, I'm going to drink some of my coffee because my husband actually made it for me. So I'm going to just see how it is. Okay. Woo! It's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. I'm, um, I'm more of like a, a little bit of coffee and a lot of creamer kind of gal and this has got a lot of coffee in it. It tastes good though. It tastes good though. Um, so while you guys are here, I hope you're cozy, you got your blanket, you got your coffee. I just really wanted to talk to you about feeling seen. I think I'm speaking for all of us when I say that we all desire to feel seen um and if you don't know what i'm talking about feeling seen is when someone just receives you without judgment but instead with compassion and acceptance right and i'm sure we have all felt at some point in our life uh, unseen and i don't know if that's like maybe you were out with friends and you felt like you weren't really a part of the group or maybe they just disregarded things that you would do or you would say Um, and you almost just felt invisible, or maybe you went and got your hair done and your spouse didn't notice, whatever it might be, we've all felt unseen, for sure. And we all desire to feel seen. And there is this girl, her name is Hagar, and she felt the same way. So if you wanna to go to Genesis chapter 16, you're more than welcome to go ahead and read through it and then come back and we can discuss it together. I'm just going to give you a quick little recap and then we're going to pick, uh, we're gonna pick back up a couple verses down. But basically, Hagar was a servant girl for a couple named Abram and Sarah, and they wanted a baby, but Sarah could not get pregnant, so she told her husband to go sleep with her servant, Hagar, and Hagar became pregnant. So Hagar started to treat Sarah with contempt and then in return, Sarah started treating Hagar so horribly that Hagar decided to run away. And then we get to verse 7 where the angel of the Lord found Hagar beside a spring of water in the wilderness along the road of Shur. And the angel said to Hagar, Sarah's servant, where have you come from and where are you going? And I just want to pause there for just a second and I want you to think about your life. Where have you come from and where do you want to go? Typically, when you leave your house, you've already planned where you're going to go or you at least know the directions of how to get where you're going, right? And I want you to just really ask yourself, where am I headed? If I continue down this path that I'm on right now, where am I going to go? Or are you like Hagar? Are you running from something? Are you lost? Uh, because then Hagar said, "I'm running away from my mistress." And how many of us just want to run away? They—it seems easier, doesn't it? Um, but I, when I think about running away, you—you you get lost. You don't know where you're going, and you don't know what to do. And I feel like that just brings confusion and sadness. And um. And and I can imagine that that's what Hagar's feeling in this moment. But then look what the angel said. The angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit to her authority. And then he added, I will give you more descendants than you can count. And the angel also said, you are now pregnant and you will give birth to a son and you are to name him Ishmael, which means God hears for the Lord has heard your cry of distress this son of yours will be a wild man as untamed as a wild donkey and he will raise his fist against everyone and everyone will be against him yes he will live in open hostility against all of his relatives but therefore hagar used another name to refer to the lord who had spoken to her and she said you are the god who sees me god showed up and god saw her and she very clearly felt seen because she decided to refer to God by that name. She said, you are the God that sees me. And when God sees you, there is no judgment. He had compassion on her and he provided for her. He comforted her. He found her and he told her what she needed to do. And then he gave her a promise there is always, always, always a promise attached to obedience. And God doesn't just ask you to do something for the sake of doing it. He knows it changes not only your life, but a lot of times it changes the lives of others as well. She didn't ask to be a servant. She wasn't made, or she was made to get pregnant and have a child. And then she was treated horribly afterwards. And I'm sure nothing in her wanted to go back and submit to Sarah. And Honestly, if I were in her shoes, I would have questioned why. Why do I have to go back? Why was I even made to do this? I didn't want, you know, like I would have been like, I don't want to go back and submit to her. She doesn't treat me well. I was forced to do things I didn't want to do. Um, But I just, I see her and she trusted him. And she didn't even ask questions. She said, you are the God who sees me. And she did it without hesitation. She had faith in him. And this just goes to prove, though, that God is not always going to ask you to do something that's fun or that's easy. Um, And it's not always going to be something that you want to do. But I want to ask you really fast, what are you running from? And do you have faith that God will show up in whatever situation that you're going through right now? Because after her conversation with the angel, it says, therefore, Hagar used another name to refer to the Lord who had spoken to her. She said, You are the God who sees me. She was in distress, forced to have a child, and was then mistreated. And then right when she thought she couldn't take it anymore and decided to run away, God found her. God led her in the direction that she should go, and he made her a promise. Again, it was a promise that was attached to her obedience. And God has a promise for you. What is that? What is he asking you to do or to step out in? And then if you're still trying to figure that out, really dive deep into your prayer life and ask God what he has for you. Tell him about your dreams and your ambitions. Um, And another thing that I thought was really cool in this um, passage is how she changed what she called the Lord. I know a lot of people who will refer to God as something that like he has done for them, uh, whether that be father or provider or healer or whatever that is. But in Hagar's case, she says, you are the God who sees me. And so I want to remind each of you that God sees you. He sees your heart. He sees your sickness. He sees whatever it is that you're running from. He can hear you. He hears your cries. He hears your prayers. And He hasn't left you. And just, just like Hagar, you know, you may try to run away, but He will find you. And He found her. And He made her a promise. And He told her to go back and to submit. And then... Then I will give you more descendants than you can count. A looked over, unnoticed servant girl, invisible girl, right? Is going to have more descendants than she can count. Talk about breaking generational curses. Wow, she's not going to be a servant girl anymore. And her kids aren't going to grow up being servants. They are going to do, God's going to use them and do something big in their life. And then if we go to chapter 21, we see God fulfill this promise to her. Because once Sarah had Isaac, she gets upset and she decides that Hagar and she wants to get rid of Hagar and her son. She wants to send them away. And so here Hagar is again, wandering around in the desert and verse 15, it says, when the water was gone, she put the boy in the shade of a bush and then she went and sat by herself about a hundred yards away. I don't want to watch the boy die, she said, and she burst into tears. But God. but God heard the boy crying, and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven, Hagar, what's wrong? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Go to him, comfort him, for I will make a great nation from his descendants. And then God opened Hagar's eyes, and she saw a well full of water, She quickly filled her water container and gave the boy a drink. And God was with the boy as he grew up in the wilderness. He became a skillful archer, and he settled in the wilderness of Paran. His mother arranged for him to marry a woman from the land of Egypt. Let's go back up really fast. But God heard him crying. And what did he say? He said, go to him. For then I will make a great nation from his descendants. Wow. He found, again, he found her and the boy. He heard them. And he said, Go and do this, for then I will do this. And there you see, God kept his promise. They found a home and they were able to settle down. And I would love to say that Hagar stayed faithful in that promise that she received. But when I read this, I think that she was lost again. Honestly, I think she was just so broken down and didn't know what to do and was probably heartbroken. And she probably thought, I mean, it seems like she thought they were both going to die. I don't think she remembered the promise in that moment. But God still showed up. God showed up. He found her. He kept his promise. He heard her cries. He didn't forget about her. And he didn't forget about you either. He sees you, and He hears you, and He wants what's best for you. He has a promise for you, and I want you to find that. And so really fast, before I let you guys go, I want to pray for you. Um, If you're feeling unseen, if you're feeling forgotten, if you feel stabbed in the back, whatever it might be, I want to pray for you really fast. God, just thank you so much for today. Thank you for all of these ladies and people that are here listening to this word right now. God, I pray that you would show up for them. I pray that they would experience your peace and your comfort like never before. And God, I pray that you would bring direction in where that they're supposed to go in life and that they would find purpose and why you created them, God. And I pray right now for clarity over what's next for them. And uh, I pray that they find family and friends uh, that will walk beside them, that will help them uh, carry the weight of life. Sometimes you just need people that are going to love you and cry with you and laugh with you. And I just pray that each and every person that's watching right now will find that. And God, I just pray that we all would continue to grow closer to you. And I just love you. And I thank you so much for everything that you've done for us. And um, it is in your name we pray. Amen. I love you guys. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out with me. And I will see you next time. Don't forget your coffee. Bye.